A Medicare Moment with Martha was previously recorded. Aloha and welcome to A Medicare Moment with Martha. What do Madonna, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Kevin Bacon have in common? They are all turning 65 this year, joining other celebrities who have hit that milestone. They have money, fortune, and fame, but may not qualify for Medicare. To qualify based on age, you must be 65, have worked for 10 years, and contributed to Social Security. You don't qualify on earnings alone or because you won an Emmy or an Academy Award. Medicare is a valuable benefit that provides your health care if you qualify. The right Medicare plan can save you money. So whether it's you, auntie, uncle, mom or dad, tune in to the world of Medicare. Welcome to a Medicare Moment with Martha. I'm your host, Martha Clopin. And once again, I am so happy to tell you all about the wonderful, wonderful week. (laughs) I have had speaking with many of you who call me, text me, email me. (laughs) I love it. And I love the different situations that uh, you need some assistance with. So I get to share that with everybody, with the whole community. (laughs) So first, I want to start off with uh, just uh, helping people understand. I had to call Social Security this week with a couple of folks. And um, it took a little bit of time for us to get uh, someone to live on the phone. But I I have to tell you, uh, someone actually uh, shared with me and the gentleman I was on the phone with that the Social Security representatives are overwhelmed. They are overwhelmed with their workload. So by the time many of us who need to call in, by the time uh, we are you know, on the phone and we finally get through, maybe our level of frustration is pretty high, but you need to understand that these folks are reporting that they're overwhelmed and uh, maybe a little bit overworked. And why is that? Because everybody needs more money to help train people and so on and so forth. So uh, what this person said is that the problem with, um, you know, what, this is not Martha saying this. This is someone actually from Social Security sharing this with me. And she said what the actual problem is, is the more experienced people need to continue to work and, you know, on the job or, or what have you, the more experienced people need to do that. So they don't have time to train people. If they're busy answering the phones and trying to take care of whatever is in front of them, where will they find the time to train people? So many of the people who many times answer the telephone, they are not that experienced and they're looking at a monitor trying to figure out what your needs are. So how can we help them? That's what I want to focus on for, uh, for now. How can we help them? Well, the way that you can help the folks down at Social Security who are super overwhelmed right now Make sure you understand enough about what you are calling about because the more you understand, the better it will go for everyone. (laughs) So they need you to really understand exactly what you're calling about. For example, I had somebody call me and uh, they were very upset and they wanted to call Social Security because they had not received 
their monthly social security retirement benefits. Now they were, you know, they read all the information online and it said, it's easy, just go in line. Uh, you can enroll uh, for your social security retirement benefits online at ssa.gov. So this is exactly what the person did. Uh, went to that ssa.gov and filled out the application in March. And now it is almost the end of June and this person had heard nothing. So they, you know, I said, okay, let's get on the phone with Social Security. So we got on the phone with Social Security and it was so simple. This person used to use their business address as their home address and Social Security actually had the home, the business address and not the new home address. So a letter had gone out explaining to this person that it did take them a little while to, uh, I guess, verify everything to determine what their benefits would be. But the very first check, or I should say payment, would, would be deposited to their account the day before we called. <laughs> so I told the gentleman, I said, hey, this is fantastic. Even though it took us a little bit of time to get through to a live person, that person was so helpful and was able to confirm to us that the problem was that Social Security did communicate with this person, but they sent the letter to an old address. So that's one of the lessons that I hope folks will take away today. If your address should change, if your address should change, make sure you contact the Social Security Administration. You need to contact a lot of folks, but when it comes to your Social Security payments and Medicare insurance, things like that, make sure you contact the uh, Social Security Administration to update your new address. And I got to tell you, when I was much, much younger, um, back in the time when I was much, much younger, nobody ever moved. Everybody sort of stayed in the same place, and uh, especially here in the beautiful islands where uh, I am, uh, folks stayed in the same family house forever. And now folks are moving to Austin, Texas. Folks are moving to uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, Texas. I have friends that are moving to Texas. <laughs> Don't leave me. <laughs> but anyway, um, I have folks that are moving all over the place. And I got to tell you, they think that just putting in an address change would notify uh, Social Security, but not necessarily. You want to make sure any government entity, make sure you pick up the phone and you contact them and, and ask them what is the best way for you to update your address. Maybe they'll point you to the website. Maybe you can do it that way. But I think it's a good idea. Make sure you contact your Social Security office to notify them that you have had an address change. And again, with the number of folks I know that are telling me they're moving all over the country, uh, some people are moving outside the country as well. But for those folks, please make sure you contact the Social Security Administration and let them know you have a new address. Even if you haven't moved, but if you're a few years away from picking up your Medicare insurance or a few years away from getting that Social Security retirement benefit, why don't you make a call anyway? <laughs> or if you're savvy, go online to ssa.gov and make sure 
your address is current. It's better to do it now when there's nothing wrong. <laughs> do things when there's not a problem so you don't have a problem later. So I want to encourage everyone listening today uh, for yourself or someone that you love that you help with these matters. I want you to contact Social Security Administration. The national toll-free number is one 800 772-1213. That's 1-800-772-1213. Why not give them a call and make sure they have your correct address no matter what age you are, whether you are, you know, 20 or or 102. <laughs> I know someone who just turned 102 and he's a realtor and he's still selling real estate. So make sure you call Social Security and update your address. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk about a new situation uh, that came up for me. I didn't know that there was a price difference between capsules and tablets, medication. So we'll be back in a moment. What is your healing power? Maybe your healing power is helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness. Is your healing power a simple heartfelt letter or being a volunteer? It is estimated that over a half a million current warfighters will return from service diagnosed with PTSD and 22 veterans will commit suicide every day. Our veterans have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. At HealVets.org, you can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, therapy kits, and more. Discover your healing power at HealVets.org. Help Heal Veterans, together with you, has been helping one recovering veteran at a time. We are helping veterans heal together. What is your healing power? To find out about your power, visit HealVets.org. This PSA is sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. Welcome back to a Medicare Moment with Martha. I'm your host, Martha Clopin, and we are having a lively discussion about health insurance. And today I'm picking on Medicare. Uh, we are talking about Medicare uh, in the sense that sometimes you have to work with the Social Security Administration, not sometimes, but you start with the Social Security Administration to get your Medicare insurance. So make sure that your address is updated with all of the government entities that you may need to work with. If not today, someday it may be in your future. So make sure you keep them up to date with your current address and telephone number as well. You can do that by reaching out directly to Social Security at 1-800-772-1213. That's 1-800-772-1213. One, three. Now, I wanted to tell you something I learned this week. This week, I learned that there is a difference in cost between tablets and capsules. Someone reached out to me, and they were comparing, I think they were using the Medicare.gov plan finder, and it was a very common medication that it was listing was not covered in any of the prescription drug plans in their zip code. Remember, when you have Medicare, 
um, insurance, Medicare insurance uh, plans are based on your zip code. Medicare plans are based on your zip code. So if you're looking for a prescription drug plan, then it's based on zip code, what options are available to you. So anyway, this person went to medicare.gov, selected the tab, find health and drug plans, and then proceeded to list the medications that she takes. And there was one medication, it's called levothyroxine. <laughs> levothyroxine. And she put levothyroxine in the system and it said it wasn't covered. So she tried all 16, 17 Medicare Part D drug plans <laughs> to find her levothyroxine and it was not covered. So she said, Martha, what do you think's going on? It's a pretty common medication. When I was working, I always hear that. When I was working, it was covered. <laughs> so I said, well, let me take a look and see what's going on. So I went to medicare.gov plan finder. I selected health and drug plans. I selected, uh, you know, input the drugs. I got to the levothyroxine and I also just hit the first I think the dosage was 125 MCG. So as soon as I saw 125 MCG, I didn't look at anything else. I just selected it. And sure enough, none of the drug plans covered it. So I said, gee, this is interesting. So I decided to go back. I went back to Medicare.gov, went back to select health and drug plans. And this time, instead of just selecting the first thing I saw that said levothyroxine, I looked down a list of about 14 different variations. And when I got to the very bottom, it said tablets. I had not realized that I was selecting, as was the other individual, levothyroxine capsules. <laughs> but what was covered under all 17 Part D Medicare plans was the, the, the tablets. So I did not know there was a huge price differential between capsules and tablets. I mean, it makes sense now that I'm actually thinking about it. It does make a lot of sense. But I, I looked at it and the capsules, would, which was not covered under any of the options available in her uh, uh, zip code, it was $892 for one per day a year supply so wow so anyway we uh we selected the tablets the tablets were covered i think it was ten dollars per month it might have even been for a 90-day supply but the level thyroxin uh tablets were covered under the medicare part d plan for this individual and at a very affordable cost 10 bucks and um but it's not the capsules so that was intriguing to me so i said well what is the big difference <laughs> so tablets uh you know work well they are just the medication is crushed into a tablet form uh you they can sometimes put a little ridge across it so you can break it in half uh so tablets have a very uh, good place uh in the universe but capsules sometimes um uh, what I read about the capsules is they have no taste and they hit the bloodstream and they can actually work a little bit faster than the tablets. But tablets actually, again, uh, sometimes they're made into 
uh, a very easy tablet form to break in half. So both tablets and capsules work. So you should also always take whatever your doctor uh, would prescribe to you. But what happens sometimes if you're looking, searching online and you've never done it before, you could easily miss, just like I did, miss the fact that I was looking for tablets, but I selected capsules. And this case, what brought my attention to it? Well, the fact that the capsules were not covered and were so expensive. So that is what alerted me to the fact that, gee, let me try this again. Let me take a look. So story ends well. Uh, this person was able to select the Medicare Part D plan of her choice. Uh, she knew exactly which plan covered her levothyroxine tablets uh, 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 best. And that was her prescription. It was for tablets, not capsules. But I would say it's so important, again, when we are working with, you know, medical stuff, medications, all those things, make sure uh, you're really, really looking carefully, looking closely. Sometimes when we're using websites, as soon as something looks partway familiar, we'll just click it <laughs> and it may not be what we were looking for. So I think it's great that we have technology that allows us to be more do-it-yourselfers, <laughs> but when it comes to Social Security uh, payments, uh, when it comes to Medicare uh, prescription drugs, you want to make sure that you're doing everything correctly so you have the best possible result. So what happened here? Well, just a lesson in paying attention to the difference between capsules and tablets. <laughs> so when you're looking at the Medicare plan finder, if you might be looking to find out what your medications are covered at in a particular drug plan, make sure you don't select capsules if you intend for it to be tablets. So with that, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, I have some more calls to share with you. It was a very interesting week at GetToInsurance.com. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third generation race car driver. And we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. My grandpa Lou is the reason why my dad and I started racing, and I'm really proud to follow on his tracks. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. I've learned a lot on this journey with my grandpa Lou, and the memories of my grandpa will always be with me. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Talking about Alzheimer's can be really tough, but if you notice something, have a conversation with your loved one. Encourage them to see a doctor or offer to go with them. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. The Alzheimer's Association provides care, support, and research to help you take control of the situation with your family and manage the disease together. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. Visit alz.org slash time to talk, a message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. You are listening to a Medicare Moment with Martha. I'm your host, Martha Klopin, and it was an exciting week at work. <laughs> I got so many calls, and that generally happens towards the end of the month. I think everybody saves up all of their pending items until like the last week of the month. <laughs> so I was uh, very happy, you know, to talk to folks and just enjoyed it so very, very much. But I find that 
one of the things that's very interesting is people really do not understand when they move over from an employer plan to Medicare, Medicare will work differently. Medicare insurance will work differently. Uh, Medicare Part D, as in drug, prescription drug plans work differently than employer plans. So it's really important to start learning about Medicare prior to the time that you may be retiring and need the Medicare coverage. Because I think, too, some people, um, they think that if you retire and you, you know, your employer coverage goes away, like, boom, bingo, next day you can get Medicare. Well, it doesn't quite work like that. There is a process. And as I said earlier, the Social Security offices handle the eligibility and enrollment into Medicare, and they need time. They may need two to three months to fully process uh, your application and get you started uh, with your Medicare. So give them that two to three months. So if you are thinking about retiring, you're not sure, and a lot of people tell me that they've been considering retiring for five years, so <laughs> they're just not sure. But there's nothing wrong with learning as much as you can so when the time comes, you will not be surprised that it does not work the way you thought it did. Because I think a lot of folks, as they get older, maybe they just have so much information you know, in, in their brain. They figure, I know everything now. You know, If you reach the age of 60, 62, 64, you know everything. And that's probably true, you know everything. But I would say, because Medicare insurance is something that you may not be that familiar with, that is something that you will have to learn. And believe me, if you don't get it in one sitting. You don't get it by, you know, going out and, um, and, uh, and going to a, 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 a fair, a senior fair. I've been getting a lot of calls about senior fairs. <clears throat> and you hear a speaker or someone's at a table with some nice glossy brochures with really nice pictures. That's not going to be the best way for you to learn about your Medicare and your insurance and your Social Security benefits. You want to make sure that, you know, reach out and call uh, Social Security, call Medicare, and find out from them what they feel are the best ways for you to learn about your specific situation. Of course, you can always call me <laughs> at 808-230-3379. That's 808 808- Two three zero three three seven nine, and what do I do? I will direct you. I will direct you and make sure uh, that I can, you know, share with you when maybe when you need to talk to Social Security, maybe when you need to uh, talk to Medicare, and and maybe sometimes you need to just talk to your employer. So I'm more than happy uh, to, you know, take your phone calls and find out what you need to do because. Uh, this, to me, is a journey that you should not attempt to be on by yourself. <laughs> you need a buddy, and I'm happy to be your buddy and help you as you transition to those Medicare years. I guess that's what I have to call it, the Medicare years. And and what I have to tell you, I've been, you know, really thinking a lot about is um, when you lose your employer coverage, I think that there are some people who think there's some insurance out there other than Medicare that you qualify for. Well, the way that the rules work in the U.S. is if you qualify for Medicare insurance, 
and your employer plan has gone away, then Medicare is primary. Medicare is primary. So that means if somebody talks you into some other type of insurance, uh, your Medicare will be responsible for paying first. And that other insurance company, even if you're paying them good money to have the plan, it's still important for you to understand that in the U.S., Medicare is primary when you're 65 or older and you no longer have employer coverage. So very important, I think, for people to stop searching, searching. You know, sometimes people call me and they tell me, Martha, just tell me where to go. I'm going to find a plan. I don't think I want to go on that Medicare. And I go, Medicare is a very valuable, valuable benefit. So you should welcome it. You should embrace it. You should be so grateful that when you were working, a little bit of money was coming out of every paycheck. And that is what made this Medicare benefit available to you. And for some folks who whose income is at the federal poverty line, there's also a program called Medicaid, which is completely separate and different from Medicare, but Medicaid and Medicare can work together uh, in some situations. But Medicaid also is a program uh, for people who are at the federal poverty level, and this can help them uh, get some very valuable benefits at all. We call it uh, like a safety net uh, program. And I got to tell you, uh, I have two clients now who are 100 years old, and even though they worked a good period of time and they saved those Social Security taxes and so on, how much Social Security benefit do you think they get? So they don't get as much as maybe somebody retiring today at the age of 65. If you're 100 years old, 90, 80, your Social Security payment may be small. So you do need that additional assistance from your state. So I want to encourage anyone who maybe knows of someone in that situation, just give me a call. I'll figure out if there's additional programs to help them. So that about finishes me up for today. I hope you've enjoyed our time together. And as always, I wish you peace in your heart, peace in your mind, and peace in your life. It is possible. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to a Medicare Moment today with Martha. We hope that today's program has been helpful for you. For more information, please call us at 808-230-3379. That's 808-230-3379. Or email us at getmartha@aol.com. The preceding educational information was sponsored by Get2Insurance.com.